The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Autism One, a conversation of hope with host Terry Aranga. All comments, views, and opinions expressed are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. In the next hour, Terry and her guest illuminate how right now there is more reason than ever for individuals with autism spectrum disorders and their families to have the best hope for the brightest future. Through education and conversation, there is hope. Here's your host, Terry Oranga. Hello, and welcome to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel and this program, Autism One, a conversation of hope for Tuesday, September 9th. I'm your host, Terry Aranga, here with my guest, Marcella Piper-Terry. Marcella Piper-Terry is the founder of Vax Truth, which can be found at Vax, V-A-X, VaxTruth.org. Marcella initiated the No Shots, No School, Not True billboard campaign, and now Marcella and frontline moms across the country are undertaking a grassroots effort to protect infants and children from dying or being otherwise grievously injured by vaccinations or their parents being misled and bullied into shots before school. Welcome back, Marcella. Hi, Terry. Thank you for having me back. It's, it's good to be with you. Well... Just to let our listeners know, this show is called Autism One, a Conversation of Hope, and a lot of parents have hope right now, um, and this uh, the ball really got rolling back when Focus Autism released findings on the CDC autism study from back in the early 2000s um, about higher autism rates among African-American boys receiving the MMR shots. Earlier than 36 months, uh, there was a possible reduction in the sample size of a major 2003 study conducted by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, and the sample size reduced. Um, the sample size reduction negated statistically significant findings from the study. So, a lot of parents are hopeful now that. Um, more children will be protected insofar as publicly available information because the malfeasance and data manipulation of the CDC is becoming more apparent. Uh, this is the first domino. Uh, authors who were listed on this study were also involved in other studies and other facets of public health. However, I have promised Marcella Piper-Terry that we will get to talking, and our listeners, I've promised our listeners that we would get to talking about how Vax Truth began and more information about Vax Truth. Otherwise, Marcella, I am going to need to make you a co-host or just give the show over to you So, <laughs> because you will be with me every week. So we're going to start with what I promised listeners and you that we would talk about. Let's talk about how Vax Truth began. Okay, well, Vax Truth, <clears throat> excuse me, um, Vax Truth was a, um, 
a spontaneous thing, I believe. Um, and it was just something that was meant to be. I, I never uh, intended to uh, start a nonprofit or, uh, you know, I had toyed with the idea of putting up a website before. But uh, what happened was in uh, in 2011, in the summer of 2011, um, the local newspaper where I live published a front page story that said um, the title of it was "Sticking to the Shop," "Sticking to the Schedule," and it was um, about how you know they told they were telling parents that you know your child has to have these vaccines, and if they don't have the vaccines and they come to school, we're going to send them home. Um, there was no mention of. Uh, religious exemptions, which we have in in Indiana, or medical exemptions, no no uh, no mention of the right for parents to make informed decisions or make um, healthcare choices for their children, and and it was you know one of the things that really um, made it hit home for me was that uh, the the schedule had changed for uh, children going into the sixth grade, and that was the group that they were targeting, um, and one of the vaccines that they had. Um, added to the Indiana schedule was the Tdap and that was the vaccine that um, from which my daughter had had a very serious reaction um, a grand mal seizure in which she stopped breathing three hours after she got the vaccine um, and so it was very you know I, I was very much aware that you know my daughter's not the only one who's going to react this way and parents need to need to know that they do have choices so um, I called the the editor of the uh, Evansville Courier and Press and um, the city editor, and, and we had three conversations during which he said emphatically that he was not going to uh, run a, a follow-up story, that there would not be published, they would not publish any information that would cause parents to question vaccination. Um, and that just didn't sit well with me at all. Uh, so I took it to Facebook and asked my friends to um, donate to help put up a um, billboard in our local area, and we actually ended up putting up two billboards. We raised uh, almost two thousand dollars, and the total number of uh, for the two billboards was one thousand nine hundred eighty-four dollars. So um, that was kind of cool. It was nineteen eighty-four, um, and we uh, we raised that money in just about twenty-four hours and put up two billboards that ran for nine days that said, no shots, no school, not true. Um, and the, the first billboard had to have my name on it because they would not, the billboard company would not put it up um, without having somebody uh, available as a contact because it was such a controversial, they said, this is such a controversial issue, we've got to have a name on there that people can contact. And so it, it did, the first one had my name on it, and it said, uh, paid for by Marcella Piper Cherry and parents of vaccine-injured children. So within a few days of that, um, word got around, and uh, I was being contacted by some of the people that I had heard about in the, um, you know, in, in our, I don't want to say anti-vaccine movement, but, you know, in our movement of parents whose children have been harmed and who want to sound alarm to other people. But, you know, obviously we weren't anti-vaccine because otherwise we wouldn't be in this situation. So, um so at any rate, I, I talked to several people, and then I got I, I got contacted. Um, I don't remember if it was a phone call. I think it was initially contact through Facebook um, by a couple in uh, Idaho, um, and they they owned a uh, a website company, and they said, you know, we want to help you. We want to uh, incorporate and um, put up a website. And just within a matter of days, Vax Truth went up, and we uh, filed the paperwork for incorporation, and then. Um, 
not too long after that, we filed for um, the 501c3 status, and we were, you know, raising money for billboards in other states, and uh, and so that's how it happened. Do you feel, Marcella, as if the billboard campaign has saved any children from grievous injury? I certainly hope so. Um, that's you know that's the intent, and and it is it, it's to make people you know to give people it's a great big red billboard, you know, and it and uh, so hopefully it's um, it, that there have been some parents at least who have seen the billboards and have um, gone to the Facebook page, and then at, once they get there, our hope is that they will spend some time lingering on the page. There are a lot of articles. We have over 100 articles um, on the page uh, so far. Several of them have been uh, shared on Facebook and around for uh, more than 10,000 times each. Um, so, And some of them, the most popular articles are, uh, there's a very, very comprehensive, extremely well-written article um, by Megan Pond. She's one of my board members and is, uh, uh, she wrote an article called... Uh, that's titled Vaccine Ingredients, a Comprehensive Guide. And it is just a, it's a wonderful article, very eye-opening and something that we hope that um, all parents will be directed to and people will share, especially with um, those who are pregnant or who have young children. Um, so I, I certainly hope so. And we, and we try to, you know, we put information out about where people can go to get um to, get, to find out about the laws in their state. So we have links to the National Vaccine Information Center, which they, they do a fabulous job about um, keeping people up to date on what's going on in their own states and what the, what the laws are. Um, they also have a, an advocacy portal, which I hope that everyone will join and become active in their own states because that, that keeps people up to date on, on uh, potential changes to the laws. Um, and that's a, that's a very important thing because uh, the pharmaceutical industry is really lobbying hard to, um, to take away our vaccine exemptions um, and to make them, you know, at least make them harder to get. So it's a, you know, there's a lot of money involved and it's a very, uh, we, we are definitely a grassroots effort. So we, so need we can to, use all the help we can get. <laughs> and I need to encourage parents, um, even if you don't hear back from parents whose children you have uh, helped by saving them from the risks of vaccines. You just need to do it knowing that that this is likely the case. Uh, years and years and years ago, when Autism One Radio started, um, I went into an office and there was a father in that office and he had never written to me just like you know so many people had never written to me but there were tons you know there were tons of listeners but not a lot of mail and this father started pumping my hand up and down shaking my hand oh my wife and I listen to you so yeah. you just need to have faith that there are people out there getting your message when you're putting up the billboard when you're giving the talk when you're standing out there um by the side of the street, with your sandwich board, informing people, make, helping them think, helping them, the question come to their mind. That exactly. you are helping to save a child, and even one child is worth it, but there are many more. There, you know, and that's a really that's a that is an an excellent point, Terry, and um, it's one that that I want to just 
emphasize, especially like on Facebook. And, uh, you know, when we share things on Facebook, there's, there, there's, there's a big troll problem on Facebook. There are some very nasty people, um, who do nothing but watch for, uh, for any kind of sign of, um, of posts that are meant to inform parents about, to, to question and to start learning. Um, because, because the number of parents that are questioning vaccines is growing. Thankfully, they're growing and parents are becoming more educated and they're, and they're reaching out. They're, they're hungry for this information. So, um, when, when somebody finally does get, you know, the, the newbies, we call them the newbies, the new people who are just finally, you know, people will lurk around for a long time. They'll read a lot of stuff. They'll lurk. They'll, um, they'll, they'll try to get, you know, they'll continue their own education. And then they'll step forward and they'll share something on their wall. And the first few times somebody shares something, it's very common for them to get just smacked down, you know. Um, and and uh, the, the, the vision, the visual that comes to my mind is that, um, is, is, a, is a clip from Saturday Night Live, um, you know the, the the old news uh, news satire on Saturday Night Live where uh, oh, what's his name uh, where he says that he says Jane you ignorant slut you know and uh, Jane directed at Jane Curtin and and that's the that's the thing you know when when somebody finally steps forward and they share something it's on it it can be almost immediately when they get just um, all kinds of abuse from family and friends but also from people that they don't know um, and and so they might that might tempt them to pull back and not share anything else. But uh, it, it is important to know that you are reaching people and, and if you, uh, the things that you post, even if people don't comment on them, they often, they're, they're reading them, they're sharing them, and then years later you'll get a notice that people will say, you know, I, I've been sharing for, and, and reading everything you've posted for, for years. I've never commented, but I just want to tell you, you saved my child. Yes. So, so listeners, parents, Share, share in a credible and dignified way with good intentions for um, preserving and restoring the health and justice uh, to children with autism and other neurodevelopmental disorders and those yet to come who can be saved from that. So please keep sharing that good information and you can find information to substantiate what you're saying at VAXFactsTruth.org. We're going to take a break. We'd like to thank this program's sponsor um, who allows you to just stay by your radio and stay in your state. Don't move from your state. You can get CBD, that's cannabidiol oil, shipped right to your door. Hemp Med's CBD-rich hemp oil is available in all 50 states and over 40 countries. And the uh, September 20% off Hemp Med's discount code exclusive to this radio program is A1Radio9. It'll be updated each month. So if you're listening to this archive in a month other than September, please check a current show and please visit them during the break at hempmeds.com. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you struggling with loss in your life? Whether it's grief, personal healing, or serious life changes that you are dealing with, tune in to Voices for Healing with host Kathy Roberts. Everything that happens to us teaches us and gives us hope and possibility. Kathy and her guest experts will bring you the tools that you need to start the healing process. There are so many ways to transform loss. Where can we take you? 
Listen every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have you had your CBD today? CBD, or cannabidiol, is a natural part of hemp oil that's making headlines in 2014. Hemp Meds is the world's trusted source for CBD-rich hemp oil because they see total body care as a necessity, not a luxury. Hemp Meds offers premium CBD-rich hemp oils in a variety of ways, from natural hair and skin care to herbal supplements and lifestyle products. And CBD-rich hemp oil is available right now in all 50 states. Quality begins with non-GMO industrial hemp cultivars, grown on family farms using no pesticides, herbicides, or toxic fertilizers. Only with Hemp Meds are you guaranteed consistent, quality, natural CBD-rich hemp oil from Healthy Hemp. There are so many different ways to enjoy CBD-rich hemp oil from Hemp Meds. The only question we have for you is, have you had your CBD today? Step into the doorway to conscious choice, greater health, and well-being. Attain the balance that you've been seeking. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Feed the mind. Embrace positively. Release the tension. Step out of fear. Host Simran Singh will help you broaden your mind and open your heart toward a greater understanding of how to take charge of your life. 1111 Talk Radio is here every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. 1111 Talk Radio. Because shift happens. Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Terry. We are back with Marcella Piper Terry, who is the founder of Vax Truth, which you can find at www.vaxtruth.org. Marcella, you were telling us in the first segment that um, Vax Truth and the billboard campaign, No Shots, No School, Not True, started um, in response to an article in the paper called Sticking It to You with the Schedule. Is that right? <laughs> Yeah, that's what it should have said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that was would have been a more accurate uh, a more accurate title. Uh, yeah, that's that's uh, that's what started it. You know, and I was naive enough at the time to believe that um, they just didn't know about religious exemptions. And of course, if I informed them, they would, you know, alter their they would uh, they would remedy their uh, their mistake. But that was not the case. It was. Uh, and it, it was uh, a, a battle, you know. And, and actually, what I do want to say now is that this year, um, there was another front page article, as they run every year. But this year, uh, it did include information about religious exemptions. So that was a victory for us. Oh, wow. Yeah, good for you. And, yeah. you know, Ed said the same thing as you. So he just thought years and years and years and years and years ago that, We'll just let them know what the problem is, and they'll yeah. fix it. They'll just, you know, they must not know. We'll tell them. They'll right. see it. They'll fix it. And and he says, it says, you know, we're in the autism get out of business business. 
Unfortunately, the powers that be have obstructed that. They, yes. This thing is continuing and being exacerbated, this epidemic, much longer than it needs to be. You know, it, it's just humanity's going to end up looking like the, the bar scene in Star Wars with all of the chronic illnesses and maladies that are wrought upon us. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know, I mean, uh, the number of one in six children with a chronic health condition is an old number. You know, that's been around for a few, um, for a few years now. So I'm sure that it's higher than that now. And then, of course, the, the one in 68 number is, you know, that, that doesn't include any children who are under the age of 12 as of, um, 2014. Um, you know, and so when you, when you extrapolate that data out, which, I have done um, a couple of times now. I did it for the 1 in 88 number, and at that time, uh, it, taking the, the rate of increase of, um, of 13% per year, which is the CDC's number, um, and extrapolating out in, in 2012, that 1 in 88 number would be 1 in 29 among three-year-olds, and the 1 in 68 number that was announced uh, this year in 2014 indicates a one in at least 1 in 21 three-year-olds and 1 in 18 among two-year-olds. So we've, you know, uh, and as uh, the, the 1 in 2 initiative, uh, you know, by 2025, unless something drastic changes, we're looking at um, 1 in 2 children on the autism spectrum, 1 in 2 vaccinated children on the autism spectrum. So, you know, what we, this is not, and, and it's not, uh, it's not to say that there isn't hope once your child is injured. I mean, there are a lot of things that you can do to improve your child's life and you improve the, your child's physical health and the quality of their life. But um, ultimately, if we're going to have a major impact um, on, on stopping the, or sl- at least slowing the, uh, the, the rising epidemic, um, we have to go to primary intervention, which is stopping the assault. Yeah, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, we've heard since we were kids. And, um, yeah, that, that uh, one in two, one child in two figure is pretty uh, alarming. Um, the CDC, of course, had out an autism alarm back in, I think it was 2004, with a cohort of children who were, of course, born before that. And at that time, uh, it was one in 166 kids and one child in six with some sort of behavioral or developmental issue going on. And back then, it was called an alarm. Obviously, they weren't alarmed enough. So I think they just keep hitting the snooze. You know, they're hitting the snooze button on that alarm. They're just not, they're not, uh, they're not raising their head. Yeah, people keep hitting the snooze buttons while their paychecks are being deposited into the bank. So there are so many children out there who are uh, grievously debilitated, um, who are uh, teenagers in pull-ups, who are nonverbal, who cannot uh, keep themselves healthy and safe. And so when we get to that one and two figure, if we get to that one and two figure, uh, in 2025, who's going to be left to take care of this population that exactly. needs help? Uh, what if yes, that? Yes, and this, you know, the, the, the BS, complete BS, that it's just better diagnosis. Um, you know, that is such an insult to anyone with a set of eyes. 
You know, I mean, if you if you are ask a teacher, ask a principal, ask somebody, ask somebody who's been in the field of behavior analysis or who's been working in uh, in group homes. Um, you know, the, if you look at the the age range of people who are occupying currently occupying group homes, um, there's a much wider variation of uh, of, uh, of diagnoses among the older folks who are in group homes. When you get down to the ones who are going in now, the younger the younger people who are entering into the group homes now, it's almost universally an autism diagnosis. And we There's, know that yeah. years ago, the UC Davis Mind Institute ruled out diagnostic substitution as mm-hmm. the cause of the epidemic increase in autism. They ruled out diagnostic substitution, such as, mental retardation now being called autism, and they ruled out demographic shift. And California um, was the state with the best record keeping and also only counted cases of full syndrome autism, not just someone with um, what people say quirkiness or uh, a perseverative interest, but cases of full syndrome autism. Doctors, teachers weren't going to miss years ago a child who couldn't talk or who couldn't use the toilet, especially when exactly. they were a teenager. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, I, I, one recent, I don't have it in front of me, but one recent study that I found about the, you know, the numbers of that, I think it said that, um, that even at this point, including the full, the full spectrum, you know, the, the quirkiness and the, what we used to call the Asperger kids and the, now the, the high-functioning autism, including those that, you know, among those who were maybe, um, you know, who, who would be identified now as a result of better diagnosis, that that accounts for somewhere between 20 and 30%. So the other uh, 60 to 70% is a real factor. Wow, good point. So there are so many physiologically ill children um, who need help uh, with regaining health and function and but who don't have the opportunity to receive that, and that's another reason to keep pressing on for justice. But to give our listeners hope, Marcella, your daughter was able to recover um, from the diagnostic label of autism. So can you talk with us about that for a couple of minutes? Yes. Um, my daughter, uh, and I want to emphasize, we, we were very fortunate. Uh, she, she was, um, as a young child, she did. She, she made very fleeting eye contact. She tended to rock and flap and, uh, and jump and uh, lots of screaming, not much language. Um, she, she, had, she didn't have an obvious rapid regression, but she was one who had, uh, she had chronic infections beginning two weeks after her, uh, after her four-month vaccinations. And uh, she, she was one of those kids who just was constantly ill had uh, more than 50 rounds of antibiotics between four months and four years, um, two sets of tubes in her ears, um, fevers of unknown origin, uh, later went on to have some seizures, um, was, was uh, evaluated for absence seizures, was diagnosed with um, ADHD combined type severe uh, at the age of five. She developed um, OCD and tics after her kindergarten vaccines and then later went on to receive an Asperger's diagnosis and PANDAS diagnosis. 
So um, we've had multiple diagnoses. She was on five different psychotropic medications by the time she was in fifth grade um, and just continued to get sicker and sicker and sicker. I finally um, left my my job and uh, pulled her out of school and kept her home um, and just went full-blown with biomedical intervention starting at the age of 11. Um, weaned her off of all of her medications. She was, she was on five different psychotropic medications. She was also on steroids, antibiotics, uh, frequent antibiotics, um, and uh, an asthma inhaler and allergy medication. So she had like nine different meds. Wow, they sure made a pharmaceutical uh, Well, they were making out. a killing off of her, we were in, and we were in the doctor's Ooh. office at least once a week. So, but uh, Marcella, you also mentioned that even though her regression uh, was some weeks after the vaccine, she had had uh, she had stopped breathing after that Tdap uh, yes. vaccine, correct? Yes, yes, she did. She had it. She had a very serious reaction, and that was actually later. That was uh, when I got talked into getting giving her a tetanus shot at the age of fifteen. We had stopped vaccinating. I'd been writing, I'd, I, and I was I was one of those parents that I was. You know, I'd already refused it twice in the emergency room. We'd been through three rounds of antibiotics, and she had been bit by a brown recluse and then developed MRSA. She was necrotizing, and I got scared, and I got talked into a tetanus shot, and they gave her a Tdap. I did not have the... I was not informed consent. I was not given um, the paper to even consider, and I was so afraid I didn't even think to ask about it. So I was, you know, it was a very severe lesson for, for her, but definitely one that I will always regret. And just to let our uh, listeners know, before we go on break, you mentioned that she also had PANDAS and letting our listeners know that stands for Pediatric Autoimmune Neuropsychiatric Disorders Associated with Streptococcal Infections. So when you see behaviors in your kids, think about the underlying physiology because there are things you can do. And one of the things that you consider can consider um, is industrial grade, uh, by the way, I'm not saying consider for, for this particularly, but just in general, consider the wonderful option of industrial grade CBD rich hemp oil, which you can get shipped right to your door. And uh, we'd like to thank our program sponsor, Hemp Meds, www.hempmeds.com. The discount code for this month is A1Radio9, so go over and visit them, and you can visit Marcella's site during the break at vaxtruth.org. We'll be right back. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health & Wellness. Explore the power of natural healing with Howard Strauss. Join us each week for an informative program that will help you learn effective healing methods using natural remedies. Howard's guests include top researchers, authors, and experts who will share their views on a variety of natural products and healing methods that really work. Tune in to The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss, Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have you had your CBD today? CBD, or cannabidiol, is a natural part of hemp oil that's making headlines in 2014. Hemp Meds is the world's trusted source for CBD-rich hemp oil because they see total body care as a necessity, not a luxury. Hemp Meds offers premium CBD-rich hemp oils in a variety of ways, from natural hair and skin care to herbal supplements and lifestyle products. 
and CBD-rich hemp oil is available right now in all 50 states. Quality begins with non-GMO industrial hemp cultivars, grown on family farms using no pesticides, herbicides, or toxic fertilizers. Only with Hemp Meds are you guaranteed consistent, quality, natural CBD-rich hemp oil from Healthy Hemp. There are so many different ways to enjoy CBD-rich hemp oil from Hemp Meds. The only question we have for you is, have you had your CBD today? Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. If you have a question or comment, call us toll free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Terry. We are back with Marcella Piper Terry, and we've talked about the billboards, and now we're going to talk about the Feet on the Street. Can you give us an update on the Feet on the Street grassroots movement that parents can join? Yes, I can. I just want to finish real quickly on what I was saying about my daughter. Um, she is. I, I want to give a, a quick update. Um, in April of this year, she's 20 now, um, after the TDAP, um, at 15, the following year, she had she regressed uh, greatly, and uh, was diagnosed with a primary immune deficiency syndrome. Um, she has uh, surpassed what the prognosis was for that in a uh, time limit. She uh, moved into her own apartment. She got her do- she got her driver's license. She's working. She's in her own apartment, and she started college um, this just a few weeks ago. So she's doing very well, and and. She, Never give up. We can't give up. We've got to keep going forward. I bet um, your so, daughter and you worked really, you know, worked your derriers off on that, and um, you are trying to spare other parents from having to do the same thing and not making fear-based decisions. Exactly. Right. And and becoming in, becoming informed. Read the package inserts. Do not put, don't get yourself in a situation like I was in where you're where you are making fear-based decisions. That's exactly it. So, um, yes, so the Feed on the Street campaign. Um, wonderful friend, Candace S. Dave in California, um, has kind of picked this up. Uh, um, after the initial round of, uh, we, we, put, we raised money, we put up several billboards in several different states. The billboards can get pretty expensive, um, in some places, like uh, in southwestern Indiana, where I live, you can put up a paper billboard um, for, you know, one of the stationary billboards, and for about $500 for a month. Um, the the two that we had, the first two that we had, as I said, were $1,984, and they ran for nine days, and they were the electronic billboards that changed. So the, so the message wasn't consistent, you know, and so um, we've learned a lot over time. Um, in some places, billboards, as I said, many places uh, in the country in smaller areas, you can get one for $500 a month. Um, but in some places, the, the most we've paid for billboards was um, $4,000 for six billboards in Los Angeles, and they ran for a week. So it can get pretty expensive. Um, and we are no longer actively raising money for billboards on Vax Truth because uh, a lot of people that we were hitting up for donations, you know, our, our families who need their money, we want to save other people, but we also, those families need their money to buy supplements and food and to take care of their kids too. So um, 
so it, billboards are still available, and if people want to have you know raise money on their own in their local areas, we will give them the the JPEG. We'll give them the, what they need in order to and and help them with the information they need um, in order to get that accomplished. Uh, what we're doing now is more of a, as you said, feed on the street campaign. And what we're uh, we have parents in several states who are have made signs. They're making signs. We have a flyer called um, on the on the website that's. Uh, Vaccine facts, um, and it's titled uh, "Did You Know?" A few facts about vaccines, and people can print that out and hand it out. Um, we've got some videos that um, the Autism One uh, Media Channel or Media Network has uh, Autism One Network has uh, has filmed and put on YouTube for uh, people to kind of see what you can expect when you go out and you meet people face to face. But we're doing it, and and we are um, bringing um, bringing the message to people and. It's a really, it's a great way to uh, to make our message more real because if you're out there and you're talking to people and they stop and you can tell them about your kids, um, and that's a, you know, that that face to face contact is um, is really important and very impactful. And remember, we wouldn't have been in the situation had we not been really pro vaccine in the past. It's ridiculous to say to call. These educated parents, anti-vaccine, they were socialized so well um, into uh, what the powers that be wanted them to be socialized into and uh, that they went out and got their kids their all their vaccines on the day they were due, sticking it to you with the schedule. And that's why their kids ended up regressing with regressive autism having become more common, the more prevalent kind, according to doc, the late Dr. Bernard Rimland, who founded Autism Society of America and Autism Research Institute. And now these parents are pro-health, and they're pro-your kid. They want to protect, preserve, and restore your kid if your kid's already been injured and protect your kids yet to come. So, uh, Marcella, thank you for telling us about how Vax Truth started and can be found at VaxTruth.org, how the billboard campaign started, about the current grassroots effort. Let's talk about current events. Are you finding that there is any increased awareness in the general public since the uh, 2004 CDC MMR study author revealed that there was data manipulation? It certainly seems that way. Um, we're getting, uh, we've, we've received um, quite an increase in, our, you know, the likes on our Facebook page. Uh, the number of visits to the Vax Truth website has gone up significantly um, in the last few weeks. We are, uh, uh, several of the people, you know, it, it, this, is a, this is a long battle for a lot of us, and we've been in it for a long time, many of us. And um, and I think it, you know there are some people who can be very very consistent with it on on it, um, but but there's been a resurgence now. I'm, I believe this has given us, um, as you said, new hope that you know this is something that we haven't had before. We haven't had this um, very public um, admission by a high-ranking uh, scientist at the CDC that yes. We've been eliminating data. We eliminated data, and we hid the fact that this, these susceptible groups, you know, this is a susceptible group of children who are more vulnerable to injury from the MMR vaccine. That's one study, one group, one vaccine. They're, you know, that's just the tip of the iceberg. If they did it in one case, it's kind of like, you know, you imagine this guy on the stand in a, in a, in a courtroom drama. Um, okay, so you've been involved in how many studies? 
looking at how many vaccines and how many vaccine ingredients. Oh, but no, we only did it that one time. That's, you know, how realistic is that? Are we going to believe that? So, um, so yeah, there is a, there's an increased, there's an increased concern. There's an increased, um, motivation, I believe, in, in many of us who, um, who have just kind of in the past said, you know, I hope that I, I just pray that something changes within my lifetime. And now I think we can see the possibility that something will change in our lifetime. So yes, there is a, there's a renewed, um, a, a, a renewed belief that change is possible and a renewed energy that we are not going to stop until we get to that point. So um, more people are listening, and I know um, a lot of people have become active on Twitter who were not previously active, myself included. I, I had a Twitter account, um, didn't use it very much, and it, uh, I was a newbie to Twitter, but I've become proficient at it quickly. Um, and so we are, uh, we're on Twitter. We're still sharing on Facebook. And, um, and one of the things that I noticed, um, when we were having a, you know, we were tweeting, a bunch of us were tweeting, um, the last few weeks. And, um, and, and one of the things that I saw, you know, that kind of came across was, um, apparently a mom of a, of a, either a new mom or somebody who has, you know, maybe pregnant with young children. And she was, uh, questioning some of her friends. I'm seeing all this stuff. Is this real? Is this for real? Yes, this is for real, and and those are the people that are starting to um, starting to come in, and that's that's also what I saw um, when recently um, I went out to a uh, local farmers market that uh, farmers market and um, um, craft you know kind of thing that's, that happens here in Evansville on uh, Saturday mornings, and I went out there a few Saturdays um, with my with my sandwich board and my signs and my, my flyers and, um, and was talking to people. And, and what I saw and what I, what I experienced is that a lot of the older folks, um, at least here in this area, um, you know, they're very set in their ways. They don't like change. They don't, they're, you know, I, I would get some, some, uh, nasty looks and a few people with nasty comments, but they were thankfully, um, almost all of them were past the age where we would be concerned about them having children. The ones who are really listening as our target audience, that's the younger crowd, the younger kids, the, the teenagers, and the young adults with young children, those who are continuing to have children. So the ones who are open to the message are the ones who need to receive it the most. Well, very good. And that just goes to show that uh, your actions, the actions of our listeners and parents out there, can have a positive effect. So keep on going. Uh, Marcella, two more questions before uh, we uh, say uh, adios for the day. Where are some resources that listeners can go to and what are some things that listeners can do? Well, I think the first thing that we need to do is support um, a full congressional investigation into, uh, into the fraud at the CDC. And there is a link posted on my Vax Truth Facebook page. Um, so if you just go to Facebook and go to the Vax Truth page there, please like us. Um, we just this week went over 10,000 likes on Facebook, so that was a milestone for us. We're still really small compared to a lot of other people, but we're, we're growing. 
Um, so, and that, that link is posted there. I will refresh it and post it again as soon as we get off the, um, the air here. The other thing that they can do is if you have a child who has, who was vaccine injured, um, please share your story in a video. Um, and we're, we, we have a, a YouTube channel called, uh, Hear This Well, um, Breaking the Silence on Vaccine Violence. And uh, parents are sharing their videos on that YouTube channel. If you can just make a short video, um, somewhere between 20 seconds would be great, but, you know, um, up to a minute maybe. But what we'd like you to do is email those videos to hearthiswell at gmail.com. Um, and people, if they would like for me to share your stories on Vax Truth, we have a Meet the Children page. Um, you can email those stories to me, please, with uh, a couple of pictures. I will not use identifying information, but I do like to use a child's first name. Uh, if you have before and after pictures, those are very helpful. They make a big impact. And that those can be sent to Marcella at VaxTruth.org. And those videos, um, you're probably making those videos with your cell phones. Please do it in landscape orientation instead of portrait. So um, wider from side to side, not not taller from up to down, um, because they go on the screen wider from side to side in landscape orientation. And where can parents look for information on exemptions in their state again, Marcella? Uh, well, the, there are links on the Vax Truth homepage to the National Vaccine Information Center, NVIC, and there is also um, the uh, vaccination liberation. Uh, it's VACLIB, and if you Google vaccination liberation exemption, they have some wonderful information there. So, either of those places. Um, if you, but if you just go to the Vax Truth um, homepage uh, and look to the right, there are some. Uh, there, those links are there as well. Any parting message for the uh, listeners and parents, Marcella? Uh, you know what? I think um, I was thinking about this this morning. My daughter, when she was young, and we were really working on behavioral issues and things. And it's a um, our motto, motto was never give up, and above all, don't panic. And I think that's uh, I think that's still really true. Never give up. Above all, don't panic, and just stay the course. Keep sharing the truth, because the truth is going to win out. Well, Marcella, thank you for sharing that message, and thank you for sharing the truth and for being my guest today and giving listeners these important updates. Thank you for having me back, Terry. It's my, my pleasure. To our listeners, please visit VaxTruth at www.vaxtruth.org, V-A-X-Truth.org. Marcella will be on hand next May in Chicago at Autism One 2015 with the Vax Truth track, and registration will be opening soon at www.autismone.org. Next week, my guest is Cicely Everson of Tau Holistics on Mom's Health. To our listeners, thank you for tuning in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Thank you for listening to Autism One, a conversation of hope. To contact Terry or get more information, visit autismone.org. Tune in next Tuesday for another hour of education and conversation on Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga.